Hi, this is Cassandra Lee Morris, and you're listening to the Annie Monday Podcast. Please enjoy your weekly dose of random anime. Hello and welcome to the Annie Monday Podcast. My name is Colin Hemphill. And I'm Kayla Hemphill. On our show, we roll the virtual dice and must watch a randomly selected anime title. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been a bit. Uh, you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot. <laughs> it surely has. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess the thing here is we just kind of disappeared. We did. We put out, like, one very topical episode and then vanished. We put out Cinderella Girls, and then stuff happened. Yeah. We interviewed Kira. Yeah. uh, And that was great. That was, like, early pandemic. She was super great. And uh, we were like, man, I hope we get to do more interview stuff. So we, we started thinking about, like, reaching out to other voice actors and things like that. And then more stuff happened. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's been a lot, and um, I think there were a couple of things going on. Aside from, like, everything going on in the world, there was also just the element of, like, we started this podcast because we wanted a hobby for us to do together. Yeah, most of our hobbies are pretty independent of each other. Like, you're a musician, and I am not. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and so, like, we had been interested in doing a podcast, and I have the audio equipment to make this happen, and so that's just something that we wanted to do together. If you've heard Annie Monday Origins, like, we talk about that more. So at the beginning of the pandemic, we also were living with a roommate. So the three of us were trying to work from home, mm-hmm. and we kind of muscled through that, and then our roommate got married, which was very exciting Yep. because we know a lot of people were not able to get married. Yep. And you and I were still trying to muscle through both of us working at home. And and then stuff started changing even more. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we, we used to record like in a tiny closet. Mm-hmm. It was not air conditioned or anything. No. And uh, it was super padded up and, you know, sounded acoustically great and everything. But uh, like that was an hour of our time every week or every two weeks that we were locked in a closet together. And then being the perfectionist that I am, I would spend four plus hours editing a single episode and things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think there was just like, mental health sort of steps that we wanted to take to reduce the amount of things that we were trying to do Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Uh, And that was a big part of it. We really just didn't need that much time together anymore. We we already had plenty of that. Yes, all the time. We suddenly had all the time. It was sort of like the, uh, the episode of The Twilight Zone where he's like, but I had time. But that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
And so just all of the like personal stuff going on. And then the fact that we live in Texas where we were in a global pandemic and they did not take that seriously at all. No, no. If you if you had seen anything about what Texas was like, they basically pretended that the pandemic was gone. It was a fight to get people to wear masks at all. And we fortunately live in an area that's pretty densely populated. So our mayor was like, fine, we will find a way to empower businesses to be able to have mass mandates. So that eventually got rolled out. But it was it was rough going there. Yeah. And of course, uh, like we alluded to um, in the summer of last year, with all of the uh, protests against police violence and racial violence and general racism across the board. Yeah. Um, that is kind of when uh, black anime podcasts, uh, it's, it's a website that we have talked about on Twitter a little bit, and we have since kind of uh, tried to promote some of the creators who are working in that space. And since... Anime podcasting, I think, is pretty saturated as it is, but yeah. to see like how much black podcasting community there is in anime uh, was really exciting for us, and getting to enjoy those podcasts over the last year has been great. Mm -hmm. uh, just to have diversity in that community is awesome, and so we didn't necessarily feel like we needed to be talking at the time. No. Um, especially like... The anime that we wanted to watch last year was stuff we had already seen. We yeah. really, uh, as much as we love y'all, we didn't want to watch a bunch of garbage last year and <laughs> yeah. then have to talk about it and right. work on it all the time. Yeah. So I don't know. There, There's a, a mix of like selfish reasons that we took a break and just other stuff going on um, that it, it felt like the right move. So because it's been a year, there has been some stuff that has happened. Like I said, we we ended up getting our friend married, which was great. Mm -hmm. And part of what was great about that is that we rearranged a lot of stuff in our house to make, you know, however long this was going to last, more livable. And part of that was moving your studio from being just kind of in this open space that we had mm -hmm. to actually giving you a full dedicated room for your office, your studio, your recording space, everything. Yeah, basically where I was working five days a week through, I don't know, the first five months or so mm -hmm. uh, was kind of that studio space, which was like a loft that is very open and like doesn't give me a whole lot of privacy and, and doesn't really allow for video conferencing to happen in a, in a super helpful way for both of us. Um, so we were lucky enough to be able to convert one of our bedrooms into this space that we're in right now, which is uh, th there's actually a combination of a control room that's all uh, acoustically treated and then an actual like recording booth that has tie lines and everything. <laughs> um, and so I think that offers us some new possibilities uh, in that we or in a room with a fan right now. Yeah, I was about to nice. talk about the fan. The fan's the best. Um, and so, I don't know, if if you have a discerning ear and notice any audio differences in the podcast, 
part of it is I don't care as much as I did last year. <laughs> I have learned to loosen up a little bit. And so I'm not going to be spending quite as much time editing and things like that. Which I appreciate. We've switched from, you know, the highest quality condenser microphones that sound real nice and crisp and extreme like padding and everything for acoustic treatment. Uh, and we went to broadcast microphones that'll help make editing easier and mm -hmm. things like that. So we still want to like really care about the quality and the production and the, the effort that we put into things. But I have learned that I'm not the person listening to this podcast. <laughs> and there are very few who probably care as much as I do. Well, and really something that really mattered to me was figuring out how to make this more sustainable because while this was a really fun hobby for us, it started turning into a job and that was not fun. And so even, you know, before the pandemic, we were talking about like, okay, doing this every week has been really hard on us to watch a show, maybe rewatch a show, take all the notes that we need to take, do the recording session, mm -hmm. do hours of editing it just was not not sustainable. So we moved to every other week. Yeah. And so this is kind of a continuation of how do we make this sustainable, but still high quality. And I think one of the things about the, the core format of our show that does make it sustainable is the fact that we built it off of a randomizer so that Kayla and I are not having to constantly come up with the material. Mm -hmm. It just appears for us. Mm -hmm. And then we, in terms of that, something did happen last year that was not expected. Yeah, Crunchyroll uh, has made some changes. Yeah, they, they started by, at some point, and I don't know exactly when it happened, because I don't use the desktop app that frequently, mm -hmm. uh, but they completely removed the random button from the actual UI in the in the top nav bar. Yeah, and that just made it super easy. Like we could just click that button and then random anime would pop up. And uh, I did dig up that there is still a link you can visit that will kind of redirect you to a random anime. Uh, and so that functionality is still there. But Crunchyroll is in the middle of rolling out a new beta interface that they're going to be applying to all users across the entire website. And the API that I had found seems to be only linked to their old UI. And mm -hmm. so there's a, a good chance that when they roll out the new interface, it's just gone forever. Yeah, and so being the, um, the person that Colin is, <laughs> you decided to make something. Yeah, so I, I didn't want the podcast to to suffer as a result of that change. And, and so I had kind of been thinking about this for a while, just in case something ever did happen to that button, uh, with this being like core to our show. Um, I did find somebody who has open APIs to allow you to interact with anime series. Uh, in particular, I found one called Kitsu, that their website's just like a cool, helpful place where you can select which streaming services you have access to and like what genres you like and if there's like a rating you want to stay within. 
and let you filter anime that way. And so using their APIs, I was able to create my own randomizer. I wish I could say that I was surprised, but this is the kind of stuff that Colin does in his spare time. I'm constantly like, why are you doing work? And he's like, this isn't work. This is fun. It is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do my job in my spare time, mm-hmm. but you do. You like to code in your spare time. I do. Yeah. Another um, hobby we don't share. Luckily, this was very straightforward to do. Took me all of two hours to get as much as I have right now. Um, but that is now publicly available. If you want to check it out and try it for yourself, uh, it is at animonday.moe slash random. He's real proud of it. It, it is pretty limited right now, but uh, <laughs> I do enjoy clicking it over and over again. Yeah. Or having me click it over and over again. Well, I, I think that more or less covers like what we didn't necessarily do over that time. But I think we'll take a break now. And when we come back, let's talk about what we did do last year. And watch and enjoy and maybe not enjoy. Yeah, a little of everything. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. So now that we're back, let's actually talk about some anime. Yeah, we didn't completely abandon anime um, (laughs) when we stopped doing the podcast. Uh, But maybe things changed a little bit in terms of what we normally do. Um, There was, I think this was kind of a universal thing that we heard is that people just went back to their comfort anime. Yes. Their comfort series, you know, whatever your The Office is. (laughs) Yeah. That's what a lot of people were watching last year. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the standout ones for us, we rewatched K-On! Yeah! And uh, Kaguya-sama. Yes, yes. Which are ones that we've talked about on the show quite a bit. Yeah, part of why we watched uh, Kaguya-sama is because the dub came out. Mm-hmm. Like right, right around that time. Yeah, and the dub started with season two. Yeah, so then we had to go back and watch season one. And then we had to watch season two because we had watched season yeah. one. <laughs> we watched a lot of Kagi yesterday. Yeah, we did. Uh, we also rewatched uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And we mostly reintroduced that one because there's a new season coming out. Woop woop. And uh, that was just a nice, fun one um, that seemed like it would be good to rewatch before the new season came out. The theming in these shows is that they are all very comfortable to watch. There's not a whole lot of drama, or if there is drama, it's more like comedic than heart-wrenching. There were a few old ones that I was more or less familiar with that Kayla hadn't seen before. And Mm -hmm. so I introduced you to a few of those, uh, Konosuba being one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, kind of related to that Don Machi, or uh, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon, which is <laughs> a worse name. Yeah. No, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, both kind of, I don't know, I guess sort of on the isekai side of things. But it's it's definitely 
poking fun at it of just being like, this is this ridiculous drama. And what if we, what if we just went full into the ridiculousness that is the isekai? Yeah. Uh, we also watched The Devil is a Part-Timer. Yes. Also because another season's coming out soon. Yep. Yeah. So we'll have some more of that. It's a surprisingly funny show. Yes. Just uh, like has no reason to be as good as it is. Mm-hmm. I watched that when I was really sick one day. I, I had some sort of like stomach bug thing and uh, I watched like the entire season yeah. <laughs> in like a 24 hour period. Uh, we also watched Robotics Notes, which mm-hmm. is kind of in the Steinsgate universe. Which is pretty much the first, Steinsgate was the first anime that you and I ever watched together. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice to go back into that style without all the heaviness of Steinsgate. Right. Yeah, It even when it tries to be a little bit serious, it doesn't even come close to the kind of things that were in, in Steinsgate's. Yeah. Um, I think for the same reason, like, it doesn't, it is nowhere near what Steinsgate is. No. Um, I think it was a little bit, like, not many people really watched it, even if they did enjoy Steinsgate. It's um, a very different vibe, but it's not a bad vibe. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also just finished Noragami. Yes. Which uh, I honestly could not remember if it was good or not. <laughs> Um, but I, I remember having it on my list, watching it, and having some fond memory of it. I just couldn't remember a whole lot of it. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, before subjecting Kayla to it, I <laughs> like checked, what is the 2021 discourse on Noragami? And turns out people still like it. So. Yeah, and then we figured out, we thought there was only one season. And it turns out there are two and an OVA. So we only just finished the first season. Yep. And uh, I think one of the big ones for you recently has been the new Fruits Basket. Yes. Guys, I love Fruits Basket. I watched the 2009, I think it... I don't remember the date. I think it was 2009. I could be wrong. The original dubbed Fruits Basket, read the manga series. So when the 2019 announcement came out that there was going to be basically a redoing sort of like how full metal alchemist finished before the manga had finished and then they came back and did brotherhood which followed the manga more closely that's what the 2019 fruits basket did and i just finished it because the third and final season just finished and i sobbed through (laughs) all of it and it was beautiful and amazing, and I'm so impressed that a lot of the same voice actors carried over from the original, and they sound the same or even better, which is incredible because yeah. it's been like 10 years. Yeah, uh, for sure. And me having not really watched any of that, um, I at least when I when I look at the new one, like the the way they've redone the character designs... And uh, the modern kind of animation styles are all really, really nice um, in a way that I didn't necessarily love the old like manga kind of style character designs. Um, Yeah. And they introduced like Matt Mercer in the the dub and things like that. Who played Okabe in uh, Steinsgate? Oh, uh, J. Michael Tatum. J. Michael Tatum is also in it. 
And they announced, this is part of why J. Michael Tatum came to mind, they announced that there's going to be a spinoff series Mm -hmm. about Toru's parents. J. Michael Tatum plays Toru's dad. Yeah. Uh, We also finally watched Mob Psycho. Yes, that's been on the... That's been on the list forever. Which, similarly, like, we started and enjoyed One Punch Man, but we never finished it. I don't know why exactly. We just dropped it at some point. I think because we started watching My Hero and it felt like too much superhero stuff. Could be. So uh, we finished season one of Mob Psycho, and I really enjoyed that. I think I like it a whole lot more than One Punch Man. It's less of just... Kind of a show based on one joke yeah. and then seeing how long they can stretch that out. Um, I also heard mixed things about season two of One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. And so it felt weird to just keep pushing through that if I wasn't really digging it. Mm-hmm. Um, but supposedly everyone loves Mob Psycho like all the way through. Another show that I really got into that Colin did not get into was Haikyuu. Uh, I kept seeing on on Netflix, incidentally, and it just looked bright and colorful. And I decided I don't really watch sports animes, mostly because I'm not really interested in sports, but I am interested in Slice of Life. And so I gave it a shot, and I really enjoyed it. So I just finished season two. There first two seasons are dubbed, and you can find that on Netflix. Seasons three and four are getting dubs, I believe is how it's being communicated, but they will be on maybe Crunchyroll Mm -hmm. exclusively, and perhaps the third season's already out. The timeline for that's a little wibbly-wobbly for me, but they're not all going to be in the same place is what I'm trying to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no thanks. (laughs) Not interested. Um, We also, I think they put out last year also Yuru Camp Season Mm 2, which was beautiful and really nice and just kind of continued well on what they had been doing with the first season. Um, I think they mostly avoided it feeling like this is, you know, a tourism pamphlet. Yes. And uh, they they eventually got to where it's really about Rin and her friends just like learning to be okay with each other's different personalities and how to interact with each other through those. Um, I thought they did a really good job with it. And we talked about this before, especially as introverts, the show is really kind to the introvert personality in a way that a lot of shows, not just anime, but a lot of shows tend to treat the introvert personality as something to overcome. So it's like, oh, they're just really shy, but if I were to help them break free of their shell, they won't be an introvert anymore. And this show allows Ren to be the introvert that she is, but also still be social when she wants to be, and mm-hmm. it's her figuring out how to balance that in a way that feels authentic to herself and still developing these really solid, beautiful friendships. Yeah, uh, her friends like never get upset with her for wanting to go solo camping, which is Rin's favorite thing to do, and it's what she's always done. And like 
camping with friends is a new thing for her Mm -hmm. and not her comfort zone, Mm -hmm. not what she wants to do all the time, Mm -hmm. not what got her interested in going camping. Mm -hmm. Um, But they never are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're going solo camping again. Like you you could come with us or we could go with you. In fact, her friend at one point is like, wow, you love solo camping so much. I got to try that. And she's terrible at it. <laughs> she uh, immediately like wants to go bother other campers because she's, you know, bored of being alone there. And uh, I think ultimately, like she comes away from that experience of maybe this isn't my favorite thing. It's not for me, but I want to do this again because it's a different experience and it allows me to experience camping the way that you do. Mm. Well, and I think even... She finds a way to do solo camping in a way that still feels authentic to her. Yeah. So like you say, go bother other campers. But I think like we have a friend who does that, you know, anytime that she goes on, you know, public transportation or if, you know, anytime she's in a new space, she always makes friends. And I was thinking about that. Like this is a girl who can make friends even if she's going somewhere solo. Yeah. And that's still very much who she is, even if she's doing a more introverted activity. Right. And to say that only introverts can enjoy a solo activity and only extroverts can enjoy a group activity in this show, they really break that apart and say there can be room for both Mm -hmm. and still be who you are. And it's not about having a character flaw. It's just a different way of experiencing this activity of camping. Now, on the other hand, an extremely disappointing season two is Cells at Work. Which is such a shame because season one was so solid. It was so good. Yeah. How did we get to this season two? How did this happen? It's uh, It took so many wrong directions, I think. And um, possibly above all was reintroducing like a primary antagonist from the first season mm-hmm. and continuing that through like four or five episodes. Yeah, way too long. Just an enormous arc of like one disease that they're trying to root out. Uh, They also introduce like these cute character like creatures. Bacteria. They were good gut bacteria. Right. Uh, It's basically like a Tribbles and (laughs) serve no purpose in the anime really and wasn't really that cute even. (laughs) Um, I mean, I thought they were cute, but... (laughs) Sure. Uh, But even, like, the new things that they introduced, the new diseases or the new bodily functions that they talked about in the show weren't really that interesting uh, or unique. And, like, there's an episode about acne that (laughs) is the darkest episode of the entire series. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Absolutely unnecessarily so. (laughs) And part of what didn't work was that they took a lot of the main characters and put them in the background and then brought in this very, I mean, literally generic cell character. It's just a like blank cell. Yeah, plain cell. And no personality, like, and that was the front runner for the entire show. So like red blood cell and white blood cell White blood cells around more, but red blood cells like gone. She yeah, is hardly. She is. She basically just pops up randomly throughout the season, and so you don't get the 
dynamic between the characters that we used to get and and even the reoccurring characters that we got to meet in season one, you know, the different types of white blood cells, the different, you know, workers, they all just kind of randomly appear and it's, they just don't seem to matter as much. It was this hyper-focused on this one cell with this gut bacteria and that was the season. Yeah, so that one that one was a bummer. Um, but we also finally watched Pokemon Journeys. That feels like a lifetime ago. The latest Pokemon season, of course, um, featuring Ash and Go this time. Yes, um, and I I felt pretty good about that one. Um, Surprisingly, so the I think there was a few series. From if you compare to like the original Pokemon show in the 90s that I feel like every millennial touched at some point to some of the more recent series, there were a lot in there that I was not interested in. I did not like the characters, not into. But we had also watched Sun and Moon and were surprisingly okay with the Sun and Moon series and then Journey we were sort of like, ah, I don't know. I don't know who this Go character is. People are saying that it's going to be a replacement for Ash. We'll see. We we were into it. It was it was really interesting to see a very different kind of character than Ash. Ash has this very specific sort of I want to be like a Pokemon master, and most of the characters that have been like sidekicks to Ash kind of feel the same way, but, like, they just specialize in different kinds of Pokemon. And Go has an entirely different kind of dream, one that I personally relate to because it's how I play all the Pokemon games, which is I just want to collect every Pokemon. And that spoke to me as as a person. (laughs) Yeah, and even their their friend character who doesn't like Pokemon – basically at all, like doesn't care about collecting or battling or anything. She has her yamper and just likes her dog. And that's it. I don't need anything else. So it was nice to see a different kind of Pokemon world in which it's acceptable to be different kind of trainers and still be really aspirational and what they want to do in their Pokemon journeys. Also, Score Bunny is amazing. Yeah. I'd say there were a couple uh, that we watched, but maybe aren't super memorable. Um, You watched Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, which is fine. I had seen it before, and it has a terribly disappointing ending. Yes. Um, You also watched Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Which I loved. The artwork caught me. Yeah. That's that's how I found it. I was just like, I have to watch this. This artwork is crazy, and I love it. Which conceptually is a weird show and turned out to be kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also watched BNA, which is that uh, Studio Trigger anime about, like, animal people. And yep. it's very much, uh, what is that Disney movie? Zootopia. Yeah, it's very much that kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, Studio Trigger animation, which is always spot on. Solid animation. It's okay. Yeah. 
One that I think we really liked, which is kind of the opposite, mm. is Way of the House Husband. Yes. <laughs> which was, uh, I think, Netflix exclusive. And it is um, it is about a former Yakuza member who has uh, given up his life of crime to be a house husband. Yes. And is extremely good at his job. Yes. Uh, and treats it with the kind of the same honor and respect that he brought with him from the Yakuza and uh, takes everything to the extreme. You know, his cooking, his building furniture, his shopping, all of that. Gift giving. Yep. And um, so the, the thing to note about that show is uh, it is very limited in its animation. Yeah, I think it started as like a web series, so... If you think of it like a web series, that'll set your expectations for the animation. Yeah, so just go into it like expecting that it's not going to be this fluid animation. It's more of a, I don't know, a presentation of the the concepts. Yeah. Um, but still the voice acting is good. Very and good. Uh, both in English and Japanese. And it's absolutely hysterical. Yeah, the jokes, I mean, the the timing of the jokes, the nature of them... We talk about this a lot. A lot of anime tends to have a lot of word play humor. That's that just happens a lot in Japanese culture and that doesn't always translate. This show translates really well for a lot of its humor and that that played to its strengths. And I think honestly like the only in-season anime that we watched uh, besides Fruits Basket mm -hmm. was uh, Wonder Egg Priority. Yes, which is a very different vibe to literally everything else that we watched. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I, I felt that it had a really strong beginning. Uh, kind of towards the end, they got into some weird stuff that I'm not necessarily like, I don't know. It's like a little too sci-fi kind of bizarre stuff. Um, and so we kind of got stuck on that because of the heavy themes and everything, and we haven't quite finished it. Um, but overall, I know people really like that show, and, and it seems like something that would be good to finish at some point. The characters are so amazing, and it has a good ensemble cast. It's four girls that it focuses on. It really is special. But the entirety of the show is focused on trauma, and processing trauma, coping with trauma, sometimes not coping with trauma. And so, whew, like, not only is it just hard to swallow with everything going on outside of us, but even, you know, I've talked before, like, in my job, I tend to work with a lot of people with trauma. And so coming home and then watching more of that, sometimes I just, I just need lightness. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, and I think maybe not necessarily along the same lines, but we we also dropped My Hero Academia. Um, I think there was just something that got a little tiresome about it for me personally. Um, it started with one of the seasons just being kind of disappointing in um, that I, I felt like they broke kind of one of the main rules of the universe that they had built uh, with like this drug that can suppress powers and things like that mm -hmm. really messes with the entire kind of way the show works. And uh, 
that's kind of when I felt like the writing had really taken a dive. And then I just got really worried that this was going to be like the next Bleach or whatever uh, that goes on for decades with no actual end in sight. And so they just keep doing the same kinds of arcs and extending the the storyline in the same kind of direction over and over. And it seems like they have an actual end in mind for that show. Do they? Because the manga's still going pretty strong. I had heard that they had plans to end it. Okay. But if that's not the case, then <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely dropping it and I'm not going to pick it up again. If it does seem like that show's going to end at some point in a reasonable amount of time, <laughs> then maybe I'll go back to it at some point mm-hmm. and, you know, keep going with that. Because I, I do still like the, the stories and... Especially the characters yeah, are the characters kind of great. the core part of that show. Mm. Um, but yeah, we, we just weren't feeling it at some point. Yeah, and and sometimes it's just hard to keep up with such long form shows. You know, it's just like, okay, like I only have so much energy to devote. And sometimes it's like I want a beginning and an end and I want to feel like I accomplished something. And it is unclear when, if my hero will end. Yeah. Uh, like we've kind of mentioned before, um, it's been a hard time for heavy anime. Yes. And so I think there are some things that have come out recently that are well-received, but aren't necessarily the vibe that we're looking for in our anime at the moment. Um, things like Demon Slayer, we still haven't made it through. Yeah, we watched... I think it was like the first episode, maybe the first two episodes, enjoyed it, thought it was well-designed, but we were just like, whew, this is going to be something. Mm -hmm. We need more energy for this. Yeah, and along the same lines, uh, I think Jujutsu Kaisen is a big show that is kind of the same thing for us. We have wanted to go back to fate zero at yes, some point yes. um, because we love blade works and mm-hmm. love the the director of fate zero yep um but uh yeah no that's gonna be heavy <laughs> yeah um so i know you had also seen as far as things that are on our list for some time in the future mm-hmm. you put yuri on ice yes okay so now that i have given myself the opportunity to actually enjoy a sports anime, I was just thinking, man, I should really like go back to one of the biggest sports anime shows there is, which is Yuri on Ice. Like people who don't even like sports anime or anything, they know what Yuri on Ice is. And I've I've known what Yuri on Ice is for for years now. And I just never watched it because even though I love figure skating, I was like, I don't know. This is gonna feel very sportsy and Eh. But now now I really think I'm in the space to be able to give it the full appreciation that it really deserves because I I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's still true. I don't know if people have looked back and been like, yeah, this is still a good show. But I remember people really loving this show when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had mentioned other stuff coming up like new seasons of Kaguya-sama and Devil's a Part-Timer and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Uh, people are also excited about Chainsaw Man, which I will probably like and you will definitely not. Nope, not into it. And then uh, 
of course, JoJo season six, yeah. part six got announced, which I know is highly regarded. Yeah. Um, so I, that might be a good point for me to jump in and try JoJo again. Yeah. So moving forward, we would like to get back into the swing of this. So hopefully we're going to be looking at having a more routine <laughs> putting out of episodes. And that is that is the intention from here on out. Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to pick up right where we left off, which means Love Live Sunshine Woo! is out there. Uh, we did watch it. We did. And we just never recorded an episode, so we'll have to go probably watch it again. Yeah, yeah. for sure. If you want to learn more about our show and what we're watching and what we're doing, you can visit our website at anamonday.moe. That's anamonday.moe. And you can send us questions and comments to podcast at anamonday.moe. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Our username is anamondaycast. And you can find links for that on our website. Like we said earlier, we're going to also continue to support all the shows on blackanimepodcast.com which they describe as a directory of anime and manga podcasts by black creators designed as a resource and discovery tool for black otaku. It's also been helpful for me as a white person <laughs> uh, to be part of like a broader community of anime podcasters. That's been really fun. Yeah, and to learn the history between the black community and anime, which was so strong. Yeah. So important. Yeah, especially like the Toonami era yes. and, and the shows that were on in that time. Yeah. I think is uh, crucial to my upbringing in anime and, <laughs> and a lot of other people's. Uh, thanks also, I guess, to Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do love you, even though you took away the random button. Um, but we'll, we'll probably have to stop mentioning that. We're not sure if we're going to start rolling on other websites besides Crunchyroll. Uh, we want to make it accessible so that people listening can have a place that they can actually go watch these. And we know not everyone has access to, like, all of them. Um, so we'll we'll figure that out. And we'll let you know. But as usual, thank you to C2A for providing the intro and outro music for our show. Last year, actually, this year in January, C2A released Senpai EP3. Woo! I don't even know if it's qualified as an EP. It's pretty long. Um, so it might be his first album in yeah. that series. Um, but it's fantastic. It so is so good. Far and away the best anime inspired prog metal album of all time. <laughs> it's a very specific. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Um, <laughs> it's very good regardless of what genre it's specifically called. <laughs> yes. Uh, so go check that out. Find him on Bandcamp and uh, buy his music. Support him. Uh, he's been gracious to allow... Twitch streamers and podcasters and everyone to use his music. Um, and it's very fitting for our show and really has become a staple of like all the stuff that we produce. Yeah. Uh, so you heard some Senpai 3 on the trailer that we put out uh, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Also, he's just a delight. So if you just want to follow him, yeah. he's just fun. <laughs> he is. All right. Well, I think that's it for our show. Uh, thank you all for sticking with it. Yeah. Um, for resubscribing or whatever you <laughs> did. Uh, please do share uh, as we kind of reintroduce the normal flow of episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, rate everything on iTunes if you can. Yeah, uh, that We helps really us. appreciate those. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for coming back and for hearing us. And uh, we, we hope that you stick around.
Yeah, thanks a lot. We missed you guys. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. So we'll see you in two weeks for our first random episode. Woo! All right. Bye. Bye. sports anime shows there is which is yuri on ice like i gotta put her away okay yeah now she's quiet our bird has also not been happy with the pandemic she voices her opinions very loudly all the time would not recommend